Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, it is Friday, August 25. Thank you for joining us this week. And again, I thank uh, Morgan and Caleb and Emmett for being my guests this week. It's been fun having you guys and just appreciate the insight and wisdom you guys have shared. Um, for those of you who've been following along, most of Proverbs um, is written by uh, Solomon, uh, who was the son of David, um, but not all of them. So today's passage, um, chapter 30, is uh, labeled the sayings of um, Agur, Agur, A-G-U-R, not sure how to say it, but that's okay. Um, and he lived about 250 years after Solomon. So um, I was doing some background reading my notes, and basically the book of Solomon, uh, Proverbs has put together over a 250-year period. So for example, in chapter 25, verse 1, um, it mentions Hezekiah, and he was king 250 years after Solomon. So um, Proverbs altogether was written from about 950 BC to 720 BC. So didn't know if you knew that. I didn't know that till I read it, but um, that's probably one of the longest times it took to put one of the books of the Bible together. Um, so we're going to, these are not Solomon's words. They're saints of Augur. Um, and, but they still carry the same truth um, that um, Solomon's it's because they're inspired by, by the Lord. So um, we, and as we go throughout today, we're going to talk about maybe some big picture <coughs> themes that we heard throughout the week um, as we tie these things together. Um, but we're going to start by reading uh, verses 1 through 12, and we might kind of share some other things um, as well. But here, uh, here's um, Proverbs 30. 1 through 12. The sayings of Augur, son of Jacob, contain this message. I am weary, O God. I am weary and worn out, O God. I am too stupid to be human, and I lack common sense. Uh, I have not mastered human wisdom, nor do I know the Holy One. Who but God up, Who but God goes up to heaven and comes back down? Who holds the wind in his fist? Who wraps up the oceans in his cloak? Um, what is the name and the son's name? Tell me if you know. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. Do not add to uh, his words, or he may rebuke you and expose you as a liar. O God, I beg two favors from you. Let me have them before I die. First, help me never to tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, Who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. Never slander a worker to the employer, or the person will curse you and you will pay for it. Some people curse their father and do not thank their mother. They are pure in their own eyes, but they are full, uh, filthy and unwashed. Right. So, what would you guys hear? Yeah, I think verse 8 really stands out. At least the second part. Um, it says, second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. Um, I think that's a really, I don't know, interesting way to say it. Like, you don't want to be, I don't know, not la like lacking a bunch, but not like overly, like, just enough so you depend on God for your daily bread, like yeah. you've been talking about. And, w like, I don't know, I think that's a really cool truth, something to ponder and something to, like, think about each day, too.
to keep in mind. Yeah. I often, well, I shouldn't say often. Every once in a while I think, okay, what if I played the lottery and won the $348 million? Mm. What would I do? Of course, my my thought is I'd give most of it to God's kingdom. So why would God not let me win, right? Because I'm going to use, but. um, And it's like, what about my tuition? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty please. (laughs) But I don't play the lottery. Uh, No, but the thing is, you know, we, it might be nice to have all of that, but that's Mm. not what I need. Um, And what this pastor is saying is, you know, if I have too much, then I'm going to start to rely not on God. Uh, this says here, who is the Lord? Um, if I grow too rich, I might deny his work in my life. But if I'm too poor, I may steal or if I, I don't have enough. Um, so just asking God for just what I need is mm-hmm. what um, is what this is saying to us. And uh, again, that was kind of a common theme that we talked about earlier in this week as well. So thanks, Caleb, for pointing that out. What else? It just... On top of, um, we we talk a lot, at least that I've um, heard or experienced. I, I hear a lot about, like, do not covet to have more than you need. Do not, you know, the it is more difficult. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter heaven, things like that. Like, we're always talking about, like, people who have a lot. Um, but then it's also, like unholy to have too little you know i think that you know even though it's not necessarily like always oh you're sinning because you don't have a lot of money um it is related to the fall and it reminds me of um when we were unemployed we went on this vacation to colorado because my parents have been planning that for a little while before we became unemployed and um they thought about it they're like we could use this money to just like stay afloat like we could be more intelligent with our finances but they thought about it they're like you know what screw it we're gonna go on this vacation and we're gonna have fun and like we're not gonna let our current situation hold us back from like making memories with our family and so we did the vacation and we ate up some of our finances come back home open the mailbox and there is a check from my dad's work that apparently they hadn't like given him all of his severance for oh. whatever reason. And it was like almost exactly to the penny, like what okay. we had spent on the vacation. Oh. And, um, it was the way, if you hear my dad tell the story, he just like glows because, yeah. um, <clears throat> unemployment is always really difficult for him. He, um, he kind of equates it to like women bearing children. Like it's his job as the man to like provide for his family. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was just so happy to like still be able to support his family. He's like this money that I thought I was wasting, like, Oh, you know, at least we get to make memories. Like it was God giving us those memories almost for free. Yes. Yeah. Like, here you go. Just, just go enjoy yourselves and I will provide the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? What other th- verses just jumped out? Like definitely verse five also. Okay. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield for all who come to him for protection. Yeah, and then if you add verse six, do not add to his word or he mm-hmm. may rebuke you. So I think those two go hand. So why did that kind of jump out to you? I don't know, just singing of God as a, a shield and like, like, it makes me think of the time, like in Matthew, it says to be joyful or, or count it a joy when people persecute you. And like his word is a shield because like despite like not fitting in, despite persecution, despite all these things, like 
we we're still protected in a way and like we're still comforted and given peace and yeah. still loved and even like when like people don't um, show us the like love or respect we deserve here on earth like he is like still there to guard us yeah yeah um i made i tacked the second verse on because when i read that the two together um i was really kind of struck by the second one about do not add to his words or he may rebuke you and expose you as a liar i think helping host this podcast once a month there's a lot of times where i kind of share what i think the scripture is saying to me um but i think as listeners whether it's this podcast or a sunday sermon or or else you have to you have to weigh what you hear against the word of god Mm. so just because a pastor or somebody says something um you know it could be not intentionally that they're adding to the words of the scripture so to me it was kind of a warning that you have to kind of listen and take people's words and see does that sit well with the rest of the the gospel um or is what they're saying at odds with what mm-hmm. another part of scripture so that helps you discern um whether it's from god or not so you got to be careful not to add words um and if you hear somebody weigh what they say versus the gospel so and what do you think what what jumped out of you um Yeah, a lot of what, what like stuck out to me, um, well, yeah, what God was doing, um, that like He provides what we need. So that goes back to like five, verse five and six. That's like the wisdom uh, He gives us wisdom, and then um, then we had talked about like verse eight, um, and then also I had added on um, in my own notes verse nine talks about like our physical needs, daily bread. Um, yeah, um, let's see. Uh, but then what people are doing, um, I I wrote down our greed and I d- our desire for power, um, like, doesn't lead to anything good. So, like, yeah, verse 9, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Um, and then I also wrote down, um, oh, what verse 32 and 33, um, if you play the fool and exalt yourself, or if you plan evil, clap your hand over your mouth. For as churning cream produces butter, and, ha- and and as twisting the nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces strife. Um, I don't know if that really plays into selfishness and pride, but yeah, like they're. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, oh that was that was looking into my next notes. Oh my bad. Uh, it was twenty one and twenty th- uh, twenty one to twenty three is with the, the greed and um, desire. Um, yeah, so um, under three things the earth trembles. Uh, under four cannot bear up a servant who becomes king, a godless fool who gets plenty to eat, and a contemptible woman who gets married, and a servant uh, servant who uh, displaces her mistress. So, like, yeah, our greed, our like desire for power, um, it does not lead to anything good, or like our desire for wanting more, um, that doesn't do anything good for anyone. Uh, that was one thing that I had noticed. Um, and then, yeah, when I had said 32 and 33, that was going to another thought of, like, um, selfishness and pride are just bad. They lead to, like, they're the ways of the wicked is something that I wrote down. Like, there's not ever good results for that. And there were a few other verses that I had noted. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's good. 
That's good. I think that's kind of maybe one of those big picture themes from this week, the idea of um, pride versus humility. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, when you're going to act like a fool, things are going to happen. So just like um, beating the cream yields butter or striking the nose causes bleeding, if you're stirring up anger, um, if you're... Yeah, not not being wise in how you act, then that's going to cause quarrels. And so um, we just really need to focus on seeking um, uh, peace, not necessarily being pride prideful. Um, and in humility, that's where we can honor God. So Now, did you have anything specific, Emmett, about, now I lost it, um, verse, um, oh, verse 17. Oh, yes. The eye that mocks a father and despises a mother's instruction. Anything in particular that um, I'm setting you up. That was yeah. good, so. Oh, oh. Well, I did, ha- I did have verse 17 written down yes, in my okay, notes. Good. Um, that was like going with selfishness and pride. So like that was one of the other ones. Um, yeah, if you're like not respecting uh, your parents or like I guess anyone in a place of authority, um, there are consequences. Um or like, yeah, just the results aren't great. <laughs> yeah. I think that's something that, um, I mean, y- you you become aware of it just being a middle schooler, but then being uh, a counselor for middle schoolers, just listening to these kids be like, oh, my mom, she like doesn't let me stay on my phone at night. Like, nah, nah, nah. and these girls are like, they're getting all bent out of shape. Um, because their parents are instilling them with healthy habits. And it's just, it's really, it's funny because if I were in their place, I would also be like, oh, I wish I could just do whatever I want and be my own boss and blah, blah, blah. But then when you're looking at it from an outside perspective, you're like, oh yeah, your life is so hard that your parents force you to eat vegetables (laughs) instead of just gorging yourself on candy all day. Wow, your life is so difficult. And... um, I mean, I definitely had a phase with my parents where I was just like, I didn't know where I fit in at school. And so I would like act out at home and uh, <laughs> like there, the memories that I have are still tainted by my middle school brain. I think okay. I remember things like, oh, remember that one time mom yelled at you and you like didn't do anything. But then I actually think back. I'm like, no, I was being an idiot. Like yeah. that's on me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that just speaks to me because it's like anyone who speaks, uh, anyone who curses their fathers or does not bless their mothers, like, it's, it, you don't act like you don't do it, you yeah. know? Like, even if it's simply just like, oh, yeah, I just really don't agree with my parents, like, that's fine. But disagreeing with somebody is normal and yeah. you don't have to, like, write them off as being totally wrong and not being allowed to have a voice in your life. Yeah, I think it goes along with what we were talking earlier about um, discipline and even like not understanding justice. Um, you know, it might seem to the girls in your cabin or, you know, <clears throat> your coworkers at work that, oh, what the boss is saying just doesn't make sense. Why would the boss be saying that? They don't understand. Um, when you when you look at it from a bigger perspective, um, you, it's probably things that your parents are doing because they love you. They want you to be successful. So, but um, yes, I, being a middle school teacher, I hear a lot of that middle school voice. Um, so, oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes directed to me, why are you making us do that homework, Mr. Durr? Well, because it's going to help you get better. So, uh, Caleb, anything you want to share before we wrap up? Uh, no, not really, no. but I was looking at 11, and uh, it definitely, definitely resonates with me because um, 
I don't, know, I don't have the best relationship with my parents, and I definitely resented them for a while. But we are called to be thankful, and it's just something I need to work on, being more thankful towards my parents. Like, even though uh, I feel like they, like, didn't meet my needs in, in certain ways, they, they met them in other ways, and I can't ignore that. Yeah. And I need to recognize them that for that. And, um, yeah, because it's good to do. I think that also comes down to like the concept of forgiveness because mm-hmm. I definitely struggle with that just in general. And then I struggled a lot with it. Like just, I, I mean, it didn't, ha- I didn't address it with my parents. Like I can't forgive you yet. I just internally, I was like, how do I forgive them for this? Yeah. Um, and I recently, <clears throat> I learned forgiveness. It really is more for you. It is um, the acknowledgement that I care more about, you know, possibly um, renewing this relationship, possibly trying to um, reconcile. But really, I just can't live with this anger for the rest of my life because as angry as I am, that doesn't produce justice. Anger doesn't fix the problem. And when you forgive somebody, that doesn't automatically, like, when you forgive somebody, you don't have to say, it's okay. Like, that's what I was taught. Like, oh, yeah, I forgive you. It's okay. Um, When you forgive somebody that doesn't make what happened okay. <laughs> Nothing will ever make the mistake, the words that they said to you, any kind of fault of the of a fallen world, nothing will ever make that okay except Christ. And yeah. so I, I found a lot of solace in that and understanding like I, I can forgive people with there still being acknowledgement that I have been hurt and it's not just like waving this away saying that it didn't matter because it yeah. did. Well, thank you so much, Author Evie, for joining me this week. It's been fun for me um, to hear your insights and what God's sharing with you. Uh, It's been fun for me to listen to you guys between takes, between episodes, to to have you watch you guys interact with each other. But um, I just appreciate you guys being willing to um, open yourself to what the Spirit might be saying and sharing that with us. So I guess um, as we wrap up for this week, uh, kind of a big takeaway for me um, is that we need to seek um, our daily bread, ask God for what we need, um, be content in that, not want more um, than that, and just trust that um, he will give us what we need when we need it. So thank you for joining us, um, and join us again on the podcast next week where Dwight and his guests will talk about, um, well, Ruth. We're going to do Proverbs 31 and then jump into Ruth. So thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.